reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace, the word of God. Thank you, Amanda. Deb and Wade Borg um, have been a part of this community of faith over the last 30 years. Um, Deb has been on staff for 20 of those years. Um, Wade has found his calling here um, coordinating Mount Olivet's partnership um, in the summer with our habitat builds that happen locally. Um, and, and so we're really grateful for them being here this evening. Um, they are um, admittedly in the midst of thinking about uh, a purposeful life transition. Um, some of us, in a linear way of thinking about life, might call it retirement. Um, I think that they're thinking about it as repurposing the next part of their life, and they're, they're here to talk about that this evening. Um, before they, uh, we welcome them up, afterwards, um, we're going to sit in some silence together, and we're going to ponder a couple of things. Um, we're going to ponder what we heard in the stories here that we hear tonight, as well as what did we hear that, that made an impact or maybe a change in, in the way that we think about our own life or what we see out in the world. So you're going to get some time. Andy's going to play some nice music. You're going to get some quiet time to be able to do that following um, Deb and Wade this evening. So please, with your applause, warmly welcome Deb and Wade Borg. figure out. I'm Deb Borg. And I'm Wade Borg. We'd like to thank Pastors Beth and Joel for inviting us to share our story. As many of you may already know, I'm retiring at the end of June. To be honest, I'm having a hard time using the word retire. If you look up the word retire, you'll find it defines something like this. To leave your job or stop working because of having reached a particular age or because of ill health. And I've often heard, you're not old enough to retire. This doesn't describe what we're doing. We're not done. A more accurate definition is a phrase commonly used to announce someone being fired from their job. Deb and Wade are leaving to pursue other opportunities. <laughs> we have the opportunity, while we're still able-bodied, to connect our God-given abilities and passion with a purpose. We'd like to say we've reached this place through careful planning and great execution of the plan, but the reality is we've reached this place through a series of life events, some of which we controlled and others which were beyond our control. What's important to me? 
my faith, and my family. I'm wife, mom, and Gigi to our grandson, Isaac. The transitions I've experienced have been influenced by the importance of my family with my faith as the guide. <clears throat> In early 1997, I was traveling for work when I received a call from Wade that our two-month-old son, Brady, our two-month-old nephew, Brady, had died of SIDS while at daycare, the same daycare where our kids were being cared for. I sat alone in a hotel room grieving his loss and working out how quickly I could get home to my family. God was faithful, and it was a pivotal moment for me. Following Brady's death, I felt called to say no to my career and yes to our family in new ways. In mid-1997, I left my corporate HR position to be home with our kids. Little did I know then that God would use that pivotal moment to call me to 20 years of ministry here at Mount Olivet. For 13 years, I served as children's ministry coordinator on a part-time basis, which was the best of both worlds, fulfilling work and quality mom time with my kids. In 2011, our youngest, Jeremy, was a senior in high school. As soon-to-be empty nesters, I was once again feeling called to something new. I thought I'd be moving on to something else or somewhere else. However, God had a different plan. I felt a little like Esther in Esther 4.14, that God placed me at Mount Olivet for just such a time as this. And since 2011, I've been Mount Olivet's business administrator. Which brings us to now. Although the work I do is rewarding in many ways, the pull of family is greater. With our kids living in Tennessee and Utah, a two-year-old grandson, a granddaughter due to arrive in early July, and aging parents, we are being called to a new season. While we're on the same journey, our paths and purposes are not always the same. My focus was on success. And to be honest, success came pretty easily. I'm not saying that it didn't require a whole lot of hard work, but I always seemed to be at the right place at the right time, and good things happened. Growing up, school, marriage, kids, it was all good. I like to tell the story of when I worked for ADC. In my 14 years with the company, it had grown from $125 million to a $2 billion company, and I had grown with it. One day for lunch, I got a fortune cookie that read, take the next job you're offered. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, but a week later, I got a call from a recruiter about a job opportunity, and a month after that, I was at a new job. Right after I left, the bottom fell out of the telecom market, and ADC began its death spiral. Then, at age 48, I was diagnosed with an extremely rare form of cancer. Due to the rarity of the cancer, there was no defined treatment plan. The diagnosis was devastating. I was referred to Mayo, where I began treatment. During this treatment, I opened up a fortune cookie that read, good health will be yours for a long time. I knew things would work out. I mean, like the internet, fortune cookies never lie. In reality, I continued to pray a lot and you know, was happy at least for the encouraging words. 
after 12 months of treatment that included chemo, chemo and radiation, multiple surgeries, I was declared cancer-free. That was seven years ago. They say that cancer changes your life, and it does. I will never be the same physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually that I was at 48. I'm living my new normal. But as I reflect back, I am absolutely amazed at the number of things that went right for me to be here today. So here we are, brought to this place and this time by a series of life events. By many accounts, you know, we're successful, we're comfortable in our lives, we have good jobs. Jobs that we do like most of the time. You know, wh why change? Uh, in Bob Buford's book, Halftime, he talks about the idea of success to significance. People spend the first half of their life doing what they're supposed to do, working to achieve success. During middle age, people start to realize that we won't live forever and began to examine the significance of our success. Does what I'm doing really matter? You see, God created each of us with our own unique abilities and passions, and we begin to question if we're pursuing the right things. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'll read that one more time. For, God, or for we are God's workmanship, created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared for us to do. God has created each and every one of us with our own set of unique abilities and has prepared us in advance to do good works. Deb and I, um, have used these gifts and abilities and built you know, successful careers and lives. The question looming, though, is one of significance. Are we currently using our unique abilities to do the good works of, that God has prepared us in advance to do? In my case, I find the answer to that easy, and the answer is no. By God's grace, I've been given a chance to play the second half. I don't know why, but God's not done with me. So what are God's plans? While I wish I knew, I'm comfortable in the belief that his plans for me aren't to work another five to 10 years in corporate America. I'm looking forward to improving my relationships with God, family and friends, swinging a hammer a little more frequently in support of Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity, and combining our skills with our passion for camping and joining other campers around the country to work on Habitat for Humanity RV builds. And maybe a workshop. Can I have a workshop? <laughs> a new season of opportunities is on the horizon for us. A season to spend more Gigi and Papa time with grandkids. A season to travel and enjoy the God's creation, abundant creation. A season to explore new opportunities and ways of service a season to spend more time on hobbies that give us joy, which means that, yes, Wade does get his workshop. Woohoo! <laughs> How will all this play out? That part of the story is yet to be written. We just know that it's time to do things differently. We recently ran across this fortune cookie. Do you see a theme here? <laughs> 
It was taped to the back of our son Jeremy's bedroom door, and we think it speaks to our season of transition. If you wait until you're really sure, you'll never take off the training wheels. So ready or not, the training wheels are coming off. We have faith that God and future life events will continue to guide our way.